excitement knowing that the writer strike has ended yep. and he can get back to his lovely late night television. Okay, good day, man. How are you, sir? Very good, Greeno. It's good to be with you, man. It's been so long um, since we've been together. Are you, are you, by the way, are you broadcasting next to some kind of diesel engine or something? It's very loud back there. A lot of, actually, we didn't pick this up pre-show and I probably should have. A lot of background yeah. noise. Oh, it's actually just stopped. So whatever you were doing then, just keep doing what you're doing now. It's actually didn't do perfect. a thing different. Okay. Okay. Now there is a, there's an aircon or something going there, isn't there? In the back. Ah, uh, there's a fridge near me. There is a fridge. I can definitely hear the fridge. So I that's think that's right. the fridge. That could be the fridge noise. So that's I am right. next to a fridge. Hey, this is Australia. We're never gonna, you know, be against a fridge noise. Um, we all grew up with fridge noises, didn't we? Like I remember, like when you were a kid, did you have one of those old fridges that you could get locked in when you were little? I did. Uh, like no, one of those old, big. one of those poor person fridges. We had one no. of those when I was a little kid. It was a Kelvinator, Greeno. Yeah. I remember looking at the badge because I saw it every day for 15 years. I reckon yeah. mum's probably still got it in the shed somewhere. Never never had the heart to throw it out because it never stopped still working. Works. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and that was one of those fridges that had like the the, the key thing on the front, like the, the button that you have to press in to open it. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was always that thing. Like I used to fall asleep at night when I was a little kid because I'd get told if you fall into the fridge, you're going to die, you know, from hypothermia i'm like wow mm. so in other words don't go into the fridge that don't lasted, go in the fridge yeah, yeah. That, that look that honestly that lasted until i was about 12 or 13 when i realized there was this thing called box wine that was also in the fridge yeah and I just, oh, i'll just fill myself up a cup of this you know you know what this is some things are worth dying for greener worth the risk war and love also, and box wine by the time you were 13 you were also six foot nine it wouldn't fit I in was, the fridge anyway yeah so yeah I remember no, once, <laughs> actually, I remember once when uh, I was at your house and your mum, your mum said to me, uh, your mum, the lovely uh, Mother Greeno, who I adore, you know, I adore her and she adores me. But uh, she said to me once, why don't you act your age, not your shoe size? And I said to her, well, actually, like my shoe size is one year bigger than my age. Older, yeah. <laughs> size 13, boot, age 12. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, like, let's be fair here. I'm actually the being, in the place. I'm being mature. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't, yeah, it's been a month off. Now, yep. we, we talked about it on the last show because I think we, we missed a show. There was two shows from Illness. Sorry, Greeno. Question, question in the chat yeah. in, in regards to our shows. Uh, Amber, uh, uh, Karen sent me flaccid is asking, is this season 54 now? I think you'll find it's actually season 48. 48 of just this year. Just that's, this how, that's how many yeah. breaks we've had this season. That's right. Um, no, no, well, uh, every every break begins a new season, doesn't it? Mm, it begats exactly. a new season, yeah. yeah. Um, so we were off for a few weeks and we came back for one week and then you, you were frustrated because I, I said, no, we're still doing the show during finals week. Mm. And then you put the kibosh on that pretty quickly because yeah. you didn't realise it was finals week. Uh, oh, no, I knew month. it was finals week. Like, I was being legitimate. Like, I, yeah. I, I said to you on the show, like, why do we watch footy for the whole year 
and then get to like September, which for us is like finals time. Like, but I hadn't watched any footy all year. Uh, I, well, I, don't, I don't know what you do in the States. Um, I don't know what you do in other parts of the world, but here in Australia, like uh, it's pretty clear if you're a sports fan. So September is the end of the winter season. And that's when all the finals are for the winter sports, like rugby, rugby league, AFL, etc. And it also marks the beginning of the summer sports, which is like cricket and whatnot. So, uh, like I, I legitimately said on this show like a month ago, why do we watch footy all through the winter when it's fucking freezing cold and shitty to get to September to see the finals and then we keep doing this show and I miss the, miss the finals. So I, I was being legit. And then, uh, you know, Greeno was, you know, I got in touch with Greeno like, I don't know, a month ago. And I said, yeah, no, I'm not doing the show <laughs> this week because I'm, I'm, I'm going to watch the footy. I'm, I'm actually yeah. going to sit back and watch the footy. Speak in October. I was being serious. And I said to the uh, Lady Boogs, like, I don't think Greeno thought I was being serious. I think he thought that was, like, that was a gag. I thought it was gags on the show. No, it's no, not gags. No, it was and legit. We, yeah. we missed the last month. No, yeah. We should absolutely take September off every single year. We, we take off every every second week anyway. Yeah, I know. This is season 48. 48 of this yeah. year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway, we've been off, been watching footy. Good game last week. Uh, shit result. Good game. Oh, yeah, it was, it was, it still actually hurts a little bit. So for those who aren't, uh, aware, uh, you know, myself, uh, I'm a Giants fan. Greeno's a Giants fan as well. He officially crossed, crossed over from the Swans when the Giants came in. And so we're both Giants fans. Um, Greeno's lovely daughter, my goddaughter, is also a Giants fan, and she's like the only one in her whole fucking, the whole suburb, basically, who's a Giants fan. Yeah, Yeah. all the area. uh, Everyone got to pick their free T-shirt with Ice Kick. (laughs) And I was like, well, we've got to be, this is our team. Giants Giants, guys, yeah. So she she ordered the Giants shirt and then rocked up, and everyone else is in Swan Swan Geek except for her. And one other kid, so we like that kid. The other kid's good. Uh, he's a winner. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she wrote that. So she was excited last week. She's like, "Dad, can I stay up and watch the game?" Yeah, because I may <laughs> have like... I may have called her on her birthday and planted that seed in her ear and said, "Are you going to stay up to watch the Giants game tonight?" Oh well, no, she didn't watch that week's game because ah, that was her birthday. Week one so, before. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is last week. Ah. So yeah, last week she was like, "Hang on." She's like, oh, they, I'm like, it's a grand final qualifier. And she's like, oh, so if they win this, they go to the grand final. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, well, I want to watch that. I'm like, all right, we'll, we'll stay up and watch. Okay. So I literally watched like the first quarter. Yep. Because uh, she's been, it was the last day of school, she was exhausted. And I was like, all right, look, stay up, watch the first quarter. And then when you wake up, I'll let you know. So she comes like running in the bedroom in the oh, morning. Dad, no. Dad, did they win? I'm like, we lost by one. We <laughs> lost, we lost, we lost by one point. And yeah. And it was one of those games where we really, there was so many things like one, there was like opportunities that the Giants missed to win the game in the last five minutes. Like, so the score stayed the same for the last eight minutes of the last quarter, which is basically unheard of in Australian rules football. Like you don't Mm. go eight minutes without a score in either direction ever. You know, it's pretty fucking rare. I'm going to have to call you out on that. Have you ever seen AFLW, sir? Well, no, I'm talking about the men here. Oh, okay. (laughs) Just specifically the men. Uh, But there was also like a, look, and I, you know me, Greeno, I never fall back on, oh, the, the, the refs robbed us, like the umpires robbed us. And I still don't, I haven't for this game, but there has been like so many people who support other teams that have come out and said, 
the Giants were fucking robbed because the umpiring was fucking atrocious. Yeah, there was a few, a few rough calls there, but that's not the reason we lost the game. No, it's like, not. You, it was, you have to take your yeah. opportunities, you know. Exactly. There was a play with about four minutes to go, maybe four to four or five minutes to go, that no one really mentioned. And I remember thinking to myself, that could be huge in the end. And it was a, yeah. a kick by Green that I thought the Collingwood player right on the goal line was just going to punch it through and then that would tie the scores because mm. it would go through as a behind. Um, but it turned, he took the mark just on the line and ran through the goalposts. So I was like, oh, and obviously no, like no kind of score from there. No other points were scored after that moment. So that literally would have tied the score, taken it to extra time. Uh, didn't end up happening. So yeah. a, a little, all, it, all this guy did was put the effort in to make sure he took the mark just before the line, didn't just punch it through like most of them normally do, and that ended up being the, the game-winning play that got no mention, though. Okay, Green, I'm going to ask you to do something. Can you get up for me and unplug the fridge for the remainder of the show? Unplug the fridge? Yeah, really, it's so fucking loud. It's yeah. so- Let's see if it is actually that he's getting up. Can you hear him? He's just gotten up. If you're out there listening, he's getting up. He's going to unplug. That fix it. It actually has. Like that's fixed it. That's the. It was the fridge. Yeah. It was the fucking fridge. Can you remind me to turn the fridge back on at the end of the show? I will. I do promise. I promise. I will. I'll. Yeah. Let you know. You need to plug the fridge back in. But thank you so much for doing that. Nice, Gary. But nice, Gary. I mean, nice the Gary shit that's in that fridge is not going to go warm in the next hour. So. Yeah. No, no, no. It'd be fine. I'm more worried about the fact that uh, I'll forget to put it back in, and then all the uh, the freezers. You won't forget because I'm going to remind you, so it's going to uh, be okay. Yeah. We'll see how we go. Yeah. Um, where were we? Yeah. So uh, talking about the Giants. Now Giants. Now brighter. Now brighter. Unfortunately, yeah. boy, what a performance though. Like mm. uh, I think you mentioned last year, they were third last on the ladder. Third last um, on the ladder last year, and they yeah. were actually fourth last on the ladder this year, halfway through the season. And ended mm-hmm. up getting through to the penultimate game and then only losing by one point to the team that's been on top of the ladder the whole season, which is yeah. when you actually, it, when you take the emotion out of it, you stand mm. back and look at it and you go, that's pretty fucking remarkable. You know, well, so. even look at, even look at that, the grand final qualifier, right? Like that mm. first quarter, Collingwood came out hard and I was like, yeah. oh, this is going to be a drubbing here. Like we're going we're gonna to get pumped up. This is going to be like the GF from what, four or five years ago, whenever it was. Yeah. Like, this is going to be a, an ugly game. And then they kind of held it pretty close in that first quarter. Well, that's, a, like, that's oh, the thing about the Giants. I remember, yeah. I remember saying to Lady Boogs, we were watching it and I said, you know what's keeping me in this? It's the fact that I've seen this script so many times and the Giants are really a slow starting team but what they're so good at doing is absorbing the other team's offense Mm. so like the other team can dominate and at the end of you know basically the giant story is what they do is they start slow and the other team dominates but they only score like twice and then we get on top like we grind them out and we grind them out of the game and then we start running and going the opposite direction and put them under pressure which is exactly what happened in this game it's just so just so happens that we're playing against Collingwood and they, they scored like, I don't know, four goals in 12 minutes or something, which is what they do. Yeah, there was no goals being scored and then they just went on a yeah. quick run and that was the difference in the game. Yeah, but every other team, you know, that we've played in, uh, against for the last second half of the year, they, it all follows the same script. We actually start really slow. We absorb all of their uh, offensive pressure. Our defense is like the best. We have, out of the top three defenders in the league, we have two of them, right? So uh, our defense is like fucking like a gold class standard defense. So it doesn't actually matter what you throw at us. We're not 
going to let you score. Like you can dominate the whole rest of the field, but we're not letting you score kind of thing. That's the way we play. And then we get Mm -hmm. it back and then go the other way and run really hard and score like on the counterattack kind of thing. So, you know, I was, I was watching it. I'm like, you know what? Like they've dominated this whole quarter, but they're only two goals in front. Like it it, it actually, like we're actually really in a really good position here because as we all know, we absorb pressure for the first 20 minutes and then we come back strong. And, and that's exactly what happened up to half time. You know, we were, we were actually three or four goals up at half time. And I'm like, this now it looks like a giants game. This is the way we play. But Collingwood did their Collingwood thing in the third quarter and scored, you know, four or five goals in no time at all. And then locked us out for the last 10 minutes, which was actually insane. But like you said, there was a lot of, you know, there was not only umpires calls, but there was a lot of, um, you know, missed opportunities that the Giants could have taken. So, you know, they, they're going to hurt for a for long that season. time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, all in all. Like, that's a – like, I, I hate to see – I'm seeing this a lot at the end of the baseball season mm. in America, and everyone's like doom and gloom and, oh, everyone's got to get fired. We've got to sack be positive, you missed the playoffs, you got to be blah, positive. You've got you to also understand, like, in any one league, there's only one winner. So theoretically, not the other in AFL's case, the other seventeen teams are not bad. By the way, I'm, just... by the way, I'm getting thanks in the chat for telling you to turn the fridge off. By the way, that's how not fucking bad better. it was. Yeah. Nice there you go. It's pretty fucking bad. When you go Where's back and the... listen to it, you'll hear it. You know, you'll I don't, like, what I don't the listen to this show, mate. The show's terrible. Right. I don't listen to this show. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to subscribe to this show. I'm not listening. Yeah, ridiculous. I don't subscribe to this. Yeah. Ridiculous. Crazy. Uh, <laughs> I don't even have filters that block all that noise out. Oh, there's only so much I can do. Like I, I do have I, I have noise gates and I have um, you know hardware on this end that filters out most of your background noise. But that fridge, that was like the fucking Germans rolling into Poland in 1939, <laughs> that, man. That, that was fridge fucking has been loud for like the last six months. It's never yeah. been an issue. It, it sounded like it settings. sounded like we were in a basement in Dresden while the Allies yeah. were bombing. Greeno. <laughs> it was fucking loud as fuck. <laughs> So I'm glad you turned it off. I'm glad, you, off. I'm glad you ended the war. Uh, I'm glad the all the meat is currently spoiling in there so the listeners can listen clearly. Exactly. Um, yeah. It's all very good. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, good, good on the Giants. And tomorrow, uh, Big grand final. safely, safe say, you're going to watch the game? Who can, I, don't, I don't care. Uh, Whatever. Yeah, look, I'm... I, I can't I even though Collingwood beat us, I have a soft... I kind of had a, uh, have a soft spot for Collingwood. I do. Because I, I don't hate them like everyone else. Everyone else who's not a Collingwood fan seems to hate them, but I don't hate them. Um, yeah, I'm not much of a fan of Eddie Maguire. Clearly, like that's yeah. Been I see. I just want to see show. Eddie sad. In, but in Eddie's not the president ways. anymore. Like he's been kicked out. He's done. He's yeah, finished, but he's, so. he's still. I still associate him with the club. I don't uh, see him smile. When he's dead, then Collingwood can win again. Well, see, I, I guess part of it is because I watched Collingwood lose the 2018 Grand Final to West Coast. Yeah, uh, and West Coast kicked a goal from the boundary, like in the last thirty seconds. Collingwood led the whole game. West Coast kicked a ball, uh, goal from the boundary in the last thirty seconds or a minute or whatever, and ended up losing by that goal. And you know me, I fucking hate West Coast. So, yeah. like, I kind of have a soft spot for him, and I really like Nathan Buckley. He was the coach at the time. Now, Nathan Buckley was the guy who was the captain of Collingwood when they lost those two grand finals back-to-back to Brisbane in 2 and 3 He's not the coach anymore, is he? Uh, he's not the coach anymore, no. he's Craig McRae is now the coach, who was a former Brisbane player, incidentally. 
yeah, so I, I I do have a kind of a soft spot for Collingwood. Like I know a, a bunch of Collingwood fans and stuff. So you know, it won't it wouldn't upset me if they win. Like I don't, I, I'm not genuinely invested in either team. What's winning, the uh, what's the situation? I'd be happy for Collingwood. The, the, boogie, to win the boogie bumper house on Grand Final day. Do you make a big day of it? Do you get the uh, oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, do you get the get the barbecue cracker. Get the the slow cooker. Oh, not slow cooker. The the spit roast going. Oh, um, we have done in the past. We're not doing it this year because the mortgage rates are just fucking through the roof. So. It's just insane. Yeah. Yeah, I can't actually, I can't actually justify going out and spending a hundred dollars on meat right now because yeah. you know we'd be homeless if I did that. Yeah. Um, so we're actually going to do like you know uh, we always do grand final day here, uh, AFL, and it's always just us because no one else we really know in the area really gives a fuck about the AFL grand final. Yeah. So it always ends up just being us. Uh, but we got the baby booger bumper baby, so. Uh, the first GF? Yeah, so we've got a... Well, sh- no, second GF. So the Lady Boogs has organised a shared platter. You know the Lady Boogs is... Uh, the Lady Boogs love, does love a shared platter. Oh, yes. she loves a shared platter. And so she's organised a shared platter that's comfortable for both adults and Baby Booger Bumper Baby. There we go. Yeah. Well, so- the Baby Booger Bumper Baby, like, it sucks on uh, lamb chops for fun. So, she does. You know, yeah. she's, she's really not, a beast. not overly selective yeah. when it comes to the food. She's an actual beast when yeah. it comes to food. So we'll, we'll yeah. get into story time later on, but uh, that's well, let's get to that story time now, I reckon. Uh, you want to do a story? Nice story time. I like stories about pinatas. Well, it's not, it's not actually a food story, but I do have a story for you. So, I do have a food story to come up as well. Okay, so we'll bank that. Right. So and banking that. My story is the baby booger bumper baby has, as you know, she's been going to daycare um, mm-hmm. during work time. And this kid, she now what you need to understand is both myself and my wife are quite big. Like we're big people. And like I'm a tall guy, so I'm six foot five. And mm-hmm. Lady Boogs, what would she say, Green? She's like 5'10", 5'11". She's a tall chick as well. Yeah, about 5'10". Yeah. yeah, call that. So we're both pretty tall. We're both pretty big. And, um, you know, so obviously the baby booger bumper baby has these genes. And what we've discovered from talking to a number of doctors is that she's like in the 99th percentile for like height and everything. So yeah. uh, if you put her next to a two-year-old, she's half the age and she's bigger more often yeah. than not than the two-year-old. So she's going to be actually probably taller than me when she grows up, which, I, I mean, is good for me. It's dollar signs. Like, right, she's going to be the next Lauren Jackson. You know, she's going to be the yeah. next fucking N- WNBA superstar. She'd start making those Russian connections now. Yeah. Just don't get yeah. involved in the drugs or do have dreads or anything, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah, stay away from that. Yeah. But yeah, aside from that. Unfortunately, she's cash. not black, though. So she's she's probably not going to get those endorsements, Greeno, unfortunately. She is very white because both myself and the ladybugs are also very pale, very pallid, yeah. you know. So yeah, she's all right. She's 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 as white as a moon, you know, on a fucking a cloudless night. You know, she yeah. stands out bright white, right? So, but she is going to be very tall and very big for a chick. And, uh, you know, she doesn't – nothing mean has happened to her in her short life. She's just mm-hmm. over one year old, okay, so – We've been doing this for a while. She was born in August of 2022. So, in case you're wondering, so you know, we're just that we've ticked over one year. You came to her one year birthday party, by the mm-hmm. way, and she's just ticked over. And she doesn't, she doesn't actually have a mean bone in her body. And she's a, a bit of a unicorn when it comes to children. We've discovered she will sleep 12 hours a night, yeah. unless unless she's sick. If she's sick, she'll yeah. cry. But all kids sick, cry when they're sick. 100%. If there's nothing wrong with her, she you you put her down at seven a uh, seven p.m. She won't even and even when she wakes up, 
even if she wakes up at 7 a.m., she's not even going to let you know that she's awake. She'll just lay yeah. there until you go in there. Like, she's it's incredible good. like that. She's patient. She's very observant. She, um, she, you know, when she when she's mixing with other kids, she kind of sits back and watches them all first. And then she kind of looks at you like, do I really have to, you know, go and play with these fucking idiots? You know, (laughs) she's actually really wise. (laughs) These dickheads are only napping for two hours. Yeah. I I realize you can get a nice solid 12 hour block. So like at daycare, there's, there's one worker at the daycare, a Muslim girl. And as you know, Greeno, and this is no word of a lie. Greeno knows this is true. Uh, When myself and the lady boogs were talking about, you know, spirituality and religion for the baby boogs, uh, baby booger bumper baby uh, I have genuinely said I have no problem raising her a Muslim mm. and you know my reasoning is well then I get to legally kill any man who disrespects her <laughs> you know there which you I think is fine nice, by me. and you know I, yeah I get to cover her up until she's 18 you know like, yeah. get to like hide her from the world and uh, you know that as a daddy you know as a daughter dad that that all appeals to me a lot it's ticking a lot of boxes. Um, it really does, man. So, you know, I get to murder any um, guy who would disrespect her and I get to cover her up until, like, I decide what her best partner should be. And, like, I don't have a problem with that. So, you know, her favorite kind of carer at this daycare is this Muslim lady who, like, every time I go to pick her up, she's on her lap. She loves her. Go. Yeah, she loves her. And so, you know, that we go in to pick her up and uh, we get this – we get a – you know, my ladybug, she gets a call the other day and she's like, oh, you know, little baby booger bumper baby, she fell over and she was crying. I was like, oh, okay. And it's like, is she okay? And it's like, yeah, yeah, she's okay. She might have hit her face or something. I was like, right. And then then you kind of get into, so why are you calling me about this? Because kids fall over all the time. Like it's not a, yeah. it's not a big deal. Concussion symptoms. Yeah. We found out actually later that another kid – who's a year older than her, had started at the daycare the same day. Okay. And, and when the baby booger bumper baby fell over, and mind you, baby booger bumper baby is a unicorn. She is like the, all, the, all the, you know, the, the Muslim girl at the fucking, um, at the daycare calls her Smiley. They all call her Smiley is her nickname. She's so happy. Well, She's happy, lovely. Yeah. They always come up to us and say, I wish all the kids were like her. She's so happy all the time and she doesn't cry. She doesn't get like crazy or anything. She doesn't do anything naughty. She's just always perfect. And that's the feedback that we get from everyone that she's always that's what perfect. You want. Yeah, of course. She's a little angel, right? Um, you know, we found out later that day that this new kid who came into daycare, and I want you, I genuinely want your advice here as a dad, okay? Like, I'm not, I'm not fucking around here. This is not for the show or anything. I, I actually wanted to ask you this before the show, but we didn't get a chance. I want your genuine advice here. What we found out was there was a new kid who started daycare that day who's one year older than the baby booger bumper baby. And the baby booger bumper baby is still learning how to walk and she kind of fell over and fell on the floor. And what happened was this new kid, everyone thought this new kid went in and was hugging her, like to say, oh, it's okay. Yeah. But then they found out she was biting her. What? And, and she bit her on the face and left a bruise. Nice, Gary. Well, that's, yeah, that's, that's face, getting a bit out of hand. Greener. Yeah. Bit her on the face, Greener. Yeah. Now, I want your advice as a daughter dad because mm-hmm. my instinct at this point in time is 
now you know me, I'm a very loyal person. Like I'm the kind of guy who, you know, if you're in with me, I'll take bullets for you. If you're not mm-hmm. in with me, I don't give a fuck whether you live or yeah, die. Whatever. I don't care. Yeah. But if you're in with me, I will take bullets for you. So you can only imagine the loyalty that I have to the baby booger bumper baby. Yeah. And my first instinct was legitimately to go down to this daycare and kick the ever living shit out of this little two year old. To have that I wanted to see her brains leaking out of her ears, kind of thing. Yeah. How fucking dare you? And you know, uh, of course Lady Booker's like Come on, they're all kids. That kids do shit like this. This is fine. I'm like, this is not fine. How dare? How dare any fucking two year old, uh, you know, do this to my fucking sweet little angel who does not literally does not have a bad bone in her body and is a little unicorn? Because I'm also thinking too, like, well, if she's getting exposed to, is this bullying now at this point? Like, it already is, yeah. And so if she gets exposed to this, like, is is it going to ruin the sweet ride that we have here where she doesn't cause us any problems and doesn't cry at night and just goes to sleep and, you know, is a little angel at home? Like, I don't want her to start fucking biting me. You know? Yeah, we don't want that. Yeah, we don't want to set a bad precedent. No, like, exactly. This is okay, so we need to. We definitely need to take care. We need to of, address uh, the other this. Kid, yeah, uh, in front of the other kids to send the message. Yeah, make an example of them. On. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I should have gone down there line. and kicked the shit out of this little kid. No, no, no. I think uh, not. I wouldn't say, quite say kicking the shit out. I think you can take maybe one step back. And what kind of came to my mind was uh, the Pulp Fiction scene with the ball gag. Mm. And then it's being tied up. And just to kind of set that example of like, you want to bite? Here you go. You can bite on this fucking gib ball. Yeah. You know? Bite this, set, bitch. Yeah, bite this. Uh, or maybe a muzzle, maybe on the other kids. Suggest a muzzle. A muzzle uh, would be sneak, a good idea, sneak actually. One into, their, <laughs> yeah. into their bag. Yeah. Uh, just for, for Just post reasons. it on the Facebook and like, be like, I've heard rumors about little kids biting other children at this daycare. Perhaps we should propose a muzzle, you know? Like, yeah, you just a chuck little it muzzle in there. thing. Yeah. Uh, also, you could also take, because uh, if, a, if a dog bites, mm. uh, what, what's the, the protocol there? You oh, have you to put them to sleep. That, right? No, you put them down, it, yeah. Well, there you go. Well, I think there's no you other kill option. The, kill the kid. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, you know, I can't think of any no, other option. Scary. You know, what's good for the goose, good for the gander, you know what I mean? Like, seems to be the hardest <laughs> Fair game here. Yeah. That bite. Yeah. That's, that's the, put the kid message. down. Yeah. Yeah. That, that bite. Otherwise. You you bring up a very good point, actually. Uh, humans are supposedly more intelligent than dogs, yet we treat the dogs like if you bite a little kid, then you need to die instantly. Yeah. But the kids are more intelligent, supposedly, and if they bite a little kid, it's like, yeah, well, they're learning. It's like, well, hang on, the dog mm. didn't get to learn. Yeah. The the dog, you know, you just fucking put him to sleep, you know. Yeah. He, he didn't know. It was instinct. This little kid yeah. is apparently such an intelligent human being, and yet you we're, we're going to let him run rampant and continue on their biting jaws-like fucking fantasy, you know. Yeah, we're not going to be having that. Yeah. So yeah. there you go. There's a few different options for you. Okay. Um, maybe discuss that with the daycare well, before. Well, I do have but... a little twist to the story. I like you'll stories appreciate. about pinatas. So the next day, the baby booger bumper baby went back to the daycare. Mm-hmm. And we were told by by our favourite uh, Muslim carer for the baby booger bumper baby, who every time I go to pick her up or, you know, the lady books goes to pick her up, she's actually in her hands or on her lap every single time. Like, yep. so she fucking loves our kid, you know. she And it, it makes me feel safe knowing that she's actually got like a little defender there who's going to look mm-hmm. after her like 100%. 
every time we go together, she's there and she's with her, you know, and it's like, oh. and it doesn't matter what time you go, you know that she's got her all day. She's hanging on to her all day and looking out for her all day. She fucking loves that kid. And I'm, I'm so happy that she's got someone there who does that. And, um, you know, so, you know, the upside is Lady Boogs went to pick her up from daycare the other day and our favourite carer turned around to her and said, you know that bitey kid? And Lady Boogs said, yeah. And she said, the bitey kid actually tried to play with the baby booger bumper baby today and the baby booger bumper baby gave her a fucking snub, Bruno. No! <laughs> turned around and walked away from her. <laughs> and she, does, she doesn't do that to anyone. See, so she's learning the, already. Like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be in your life. You know? Has understood yes. the power of psychological damage. Psychological is a lot more warfare. And physical. Because that, that little bite mark, that's going to heal up in a day or two. Yeah. But the kind of psychological damage she's already taking, right. putting on this kid, that's is right. going to endure for the rest of eternity. I was so proud of her when I heard that. I'm like, yeah, you go, girl. Just fucking turn the other cheek, you know? Like, yeah. you've already had one cheek bitten off, so you may as well turn it. the other one. Exactly. So, you know, get, well done. Get no, the hell out no, of here. Scary. I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to be friends with you. Fuck you. Yeah. No, you stay the fuck away. That's it. My stay player. the fuck away. Um, no, very good. That's a good story. Um, yeah, no, very good story. Uh, do we need to close the story time? Uh, yeah, I'll close it. I like stories one? about pinatas. Yeah, we're open while we're talking. I like stories um, about pinatas. During the hiatus, uh, had a bit of a situation. We talked about uh, toasted toasted sandwiches. Mm. Mm. I forget six, I eight weeks tips. ago, maybe yeah. whatever it may have been. Yep. And we're talking about the uh, the breville, the breville, the little toaster breville. And I told you did. about the the sizzler bread toasted sandwich, which is you a thing, by the that. way. If you haven't tried it yet, go back listen to that episode. It was at the end of the previous season, which is season, season 47. Or maybe. Yeah. Could have been. Something like that. Um, it's definitely worth yeah. your while, though. You'll enjoy it. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> now, we have, in our household, we have two toasted uh, sandwich options. We've got the Breville toaster, mm. but then we've also got the one, the flat one. The one that oh, you can yeah. give you a nice little flat toaster. Like the now, old pr- school one, yeah. yeah. I guess so. The one now, that you'd I put personally... a kebab in or something. Yeah, exactly. That's the, that's the one I'm talking about. So I personally prefer that one over the Breville because I like my cheese oozing out the side instead of being contained mm. and creating molten lava inside. Yep. But our our flat sandwich press went went to the Fritz like about six months ago. Oh. And so I said to the wife, I'm like, look, back to the mortgage rates. I'm like, we cannot, like, we've got the Breville. Like if we need a toasted cheese sandwich, we can just do it in the Breville. It's fine. Now we've had the Breville since we first got together like 18 years ago, whatever it may have been. That's been that's been around for a while, but it hasn't had much usage okay. since we moved to, to the house. So you don't know what state it's in? Like is it is it match fit? You don't really know. Yeah, if, exactly. Yeah. I do remember once I because uh, like the Breville used to be my go-to thing when I'd come home pissed as a chook on a Friday night uh, in the apartment, and I accidentally put the electrical cord in it when I pressed it down once. Uh, so like the plastic's melted. all melted, yeah. but it still worked. It's trooper because the Breville. Um, so I was like, look, we'll just use that so we don't have to buy. Wait, so does that so so in your fucking cheapness? Um, yeah. So did you avoid? buying a new Breville with the melted plastic. So you continued using the one with the melted cord plastic in it? That's but yeah, it's been because like you have to but so but you have to understand every single time you make a Breville in it, you're getting a little bit of melted plastic in there too. No, no, no. It's, it was in yeah, yeah, once. Yeah. I melted it and then took like and then took it back out. Like I didn't, yeah, I but there's still the, residue in there that you'll never get rid of. Like it just nah, it's clean. It, it it's cakes. Off. That's not the, that's not the way chemistry works. 
It, it will. It, it, there's there's going to be a residue that's stuck there every single time, and every new fucking sandwich you make, there's you're getting a little bit of plastic in it. Excellent. Because well, it hasn't killed me yet, and I've been eating them for fifteen years. So but you're such a germaphobe. I can't believe you didn't consider this. It's fine. I gave it a gave it a, a, a domestos on it. It was all good. See, see, um, the germaphobe only goes so far until the cheapness kicks in. Like there's until, a line yeah, until, there. You know, I'm buy something. <laughs> yeah, I'll take the risk. Um, so uh, pulled the old Breville out and used it a couple of times, but found the enamel had started to wear away. So what was happening is when you yeah, because it got melted plastic up, all over it. <laughs> when I opened that bad boy up, shit was getting stuck in the middle. The sandwich was getting ripped open, which the feet's pouring to the brittle. And I put up with that for about three months, and it, I'm like, I've just I had enough. I was like, look. So I called. The wife I'm done with this. I, we need an upgrade. She was going to the shops anyway. I'm like, look, we I can't deal with this brittle anymore. Ever it's ripping open, the cheese is falling out. How it's, old it's is strapped. it at this point? Like how many years? Twenty years. Oh, look, yeah, it's. It's one of those situations where it's like, you, it's you dash. yeah, you have a car. Like you remember that family car that, like, I remember when I was a kid, the, the family car was the Kingswood. All right, yeah. and we had this Kingswood in the family for fucking twenty years. But there came a point where, even though I really appreciated the front seat, which was like a bench seat, you know, like you don't mm-hmm. see that anymore. It's illegal, actually. There was no seat belts in it or anything. It was a column shift and all that kind of weird shit. Yeah. Even though, like, you have fond memories of this thing, eventually it's like, look, we need to give it away. Like, it's time. Yeah, it's, it's time. time. <laughs> it's had its time. And that time. was the situation with the Breville. I was yeah. like, look, I can't, I can't be dealing with this. We've got to get you on. So, mm-hmm. so, so the wife, I'm like, while you're out, can you just pick up, like, a flat sandwich press, like the old one for the kebabs? Because yep. uh, the kids love it. Good. So she picked one up, all good. So... I open the box. I'm like, I'm gonna have myself a toasted cheese and salami sandwich for lunch. It's gonna be amazing. So I open toasted the box, cheese and salami. Interesting yeah, choice. It's amazing. So it's, it's really, like really it's like a mini pepperoni pizza in a sandwich. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I, can, like, I can the, dig yeah, it. I guess it'll be crispy. It's yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, so if you the best kind of salami to use, mm. suppressor. See, I'm I'm a maybe I'm a bit strange. The way I eat salami is to get like. I, I like to get, like, the one that's got, like, all the salt on the outside that's hanging. Oh, you're a chunk guy, aren't you? Not yeah, a and slice. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'll cut it off the fucking, like, the, the sausage kind of thing and just eat it, like, with my, you know, I'll, I'll cut cheese. Yeah, like, I'd like to sit, I like to sit down, this is the way I eat salami, I like to sit down mm. with a block of cheese and, like, a big thing of salami. and just cut to, away. Yeah, and just cut chunks off both the cheese and the salami and eat it like that. And then when I'm done, yeah. I put them both back. Uh, yeah. like I, I'm not, I love salami, but I'm not so much of a pre-sliced salami fan. Put yeah. See, I, I like a nice thin pre-slice. Yeah. Keep it nice and like, but you were a deli guy food. though. So you appreciate I'm a deli guy, thin so I've, slice. I've tried, yeah. I've tried all different ways yeah. to eat the salami. Uh, I found that's the best bet. So anyway, chuckle that in, got all excited, opened the box and noticed it had an instruction booklet with it. An instruction booklet. And it got me thinking, if you need an instruction booklet to use a sandwich <laughs> press, I do not no, want you using a sandwich yes, press. that's a good because I don't want you using you do, safety scissors. Exactly. <laughs> you plug the thing in. Yeah. You, you put, put the it down. In it, that's it. You put it down, and when it's cooked, you lift it up. It off. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, that... It's that difficult. was the point. Yeah. That was the extent of oh. the instruction. Like, what? Why is this? I feel like we've wasted paper here. Well, this is but, just a. 
this is an extension of. Do you remember twenty years ago me t- talking to you about like, the, like how dumb society's getting? And at the time, you may not have noticed. Well, I'm I'm fucking sure you notice it now because mm-hmm. you you're more aware of like the weird like shit that goes on and like woke shit and stuff that happens in society now and how dangerous it actually is, like dumbing down people. But I remember yeah. having conversations with you twenty years ago, like. Don't you think it's retarded putting a sign up at the fucking zoo, like on the line enclosure that says "Don't put your hand in the cage"? Like, don't you think they? Don't you? Should be pretty self-explanatory. They should be pretty fucking self-explanatory, but you know, it's not. <laughs> and that the the scary part isn't the fact that the lion will rip your hand off. The scary part is that you feel like you need to put a sign up to warn people that the lion will rip your hand off. Yeah. You know, that's well, what also, scares me more. Yeah. You get that on, on everything now because uh, yeah. it's like floor cleaner. Do not drink. Do not drink well, this. Yeah. Once again, that should be pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. It's a floor cleaner. But it, it, yeah. it, it all comes it, it all comes from being litigious. And it, and yes, I, it is, yeah. yeah, but I also feel like it's a little bit of that, like when someone says don't look down mentality. So yeah. like if let's say that I was a poor, unemployed, kind of, you know, lazy layabout, which I, I hope to be one day. But not at this stage because I have a mortgage, unfortunately. Uh, but let's say one day I like I'm a poor, unemployed, lazy layabout, and I pick up some floor cleaner from you know IGA or something from the supermarket, and I think to myself, well, I've got a bottle of Coke and I've got this floor cleaner, and I want to get off chops tonight. Like I want to get yeah. really fucked this up. This is the cheapest way to do it. Yeah. And now if I look at that label and it says "Do not drink" because it will fuck you up, I'm going to think to myself. What, what what have I got to lose? You know, like I may as well. Maybe it'll be nice. It'll probably it'll probably fuck me up. It smells lovely. They're le- they're legitimately telling me not to drink this, so it must be good. You know, ah. don't look down. Right? Ah, so, what secret are they hiding? Yeah. Ah. Maybe maybe what we need to do. Hear me out here. Maybe what we need to do is like in the perfect society that we're all going to build, the utopia that we're going to build. Let's have everyone sign a waiver at the age of 18. How about this? Hear me out. Let's have, let's have everyone. So if you're legally now allowed to vote and smoke and drink and drive and all of those beautiful things that we all take for granted when we get older, mm-hmm. why don't we have everyone over the age, when they, on their 18th birthday, sign a waiver and it says, if I injure or potentially kill myself due to a dumb decision, I have no one to blame but myself. Let's let's do that. I'm with you. Let's do that. uh, I've had this same, uh, I've had this conversation with someone recently talking about why do you get a fine for not wearing your seatbelt or not wearing a helmet? Yes. Like the injury is enough of a, it's enough enough of a punishment. It's yourself. Like it's fine. Like if you want to risk being in an accident and going through the front windscreen, that's your prerogative. If you want to fall off your bike and, and crack your skull open, that's your prerogative. Why do you do you need to get a fine for something that is there to protect you in the first place? Jerry Seinfeld um, actually had a great line about this in uh, one of the pre-show. You know those little pre-show? Little uh, pre-show things. Yeah, 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 the little stand-up bits. And he was talking about, like, the absurdity of the helmet law. And he's like, so, you, you know, the there's nothing that describes, like, the absurdity more than the helmet law. Because the helmet law is basically the 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 person who needs the we're we're trying to save the brain of the person who doesn't feel the need to wear a helmet like that it doesn't have 
it doesn't have the self-awareness to protect the skull that it's in, you know? Yeah. Like, so we make it a law to put a helmet on this brain. Why, why are we doing that, basically? Yeah. Like, let that brain go out and fucking splatter itself all across the road. Like, clearly, wearing a helmet is going to be more beneficial to you than otherwise not. So why are we making it a law to protect the people who are too stupid to wear a helmet to protect their own brain, you know? Like, exactly. Like, why do it's that? It's a natural selection Just, Exactly. I, I have held this opinion for a long time and it's somewhat controversial, but I feel like we are trying to litigate against natural selection. Like I, yeah. I have had this view for such a long time. And you remember I was telling you about this stuff like years and years and years ago where, so what we're actually doing now is we're getting, if you believe that Darwinism and the theory of evolution is true, we're actually now actively fighting against that. And we are now making it so that the people who have the least chance of surviving, like the unemployable, <laughs> you know, the, the 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 dregs of society, we actually financially uh, reward them for having more and more and more children. And the mm. ones who are actually smart have less and less and less children because we increase their taxes, we increase their mortgage, we make it more expensive for them to actually continue to reproduce. So we're actually incentivizing the dumbest Darwinistic people in society to re reproduce as much as they possibly like, which means eventually there'll be a tipping point where there's more dumb people than there are smart people. Yeah. And, and I don't know when that's going to be, but it will happen because, you know. And then it'll look like a full circle. Yeah. The dumb people, actually, I think we're already, I was about to say the dumb people are in charge. And I'm like, I think we might yeah. already be at that point. Yeah, well, um, don't stick your hand in the line enclosure. Seems like a pretty yeah. good indication to me that they're already running the show. So. They're already running the joint. But <laughs> yeah. There you go. Oh, yeah. Sandwich press instructions. Probably unnecessary. You can keep that. Sandwich Save press a instructions. Nice, Gary. That's for story time. Uh, Damon, should we do a bit of uncancel everything? Now we've this yes. is this is a, a, a shining light in in what's happened in the last four weeks. By the way, are you, did you get my message that I am now I've got the live stream going on Discord, so you can actually see the stream if you want? Yeah, to? yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. got that there. Okay, cool. Um, so uh, we we how long have we been doing cancel everything? About a oh. couple of years now on this show. Like, yeah, it's been going on in society for a long time, but mm. we've been like pointing out the very the most ridiculous of the most ridiculous. Well, because you know we, you know, green on myself. I think we it's fair to say we're both accelerationists at this point. Like in mm -hmm. in, in so much as ideologically speaking. We actually want to continue the cancel culture. We want woke to get so woke that everything is banned. Because yeah. our opinion is if you ban everything and ban everyone and everything is awful, then eventually mm -hmm. we reset and go back to zero again. So, yeah. like, we may as well just accept the – like, why fight it? Like, no, yeah, yeah let, let's ban everyone. Let's ban everything. And then everything will be banned and everything is awful. And guess what? When everything is awful, everything is equal and then we can start again. It's everyone wins. Yeah. yeah. Um, so a while back, when the Cleveland Indians changed their name, I think it was yep. around that point. I kind of raised Cleveland Rocks. Cleveland uh, Rocks. And I remember saying I was confused because I'm like, I don't understand what's offensive about like the the caricature logo. Well, there are Indians. Yeah. Um, like, isn't this a representation of, of Indian, like, of um, Indigenous Ameri Americans? Like, isn't isn't this a positive thing? Maybe we should have like, a team called the Mount Druid Abos, Greeno. Yeah, 
Exactly. Yeah, so not? I was like, oh, that's, it, it, it seems unnecessary to change the name, but, you know, if, if, if the Indigenous Americans are generally kind of offended by it, so be it, whatever it may be. The Canterbury-Bankstown Muzzies, Greeno. Muzzies, exactly. <laughs> um, turns out, maybe not, because this came out during the week. This is so fucking good. NFL team Washington Commanders have been sued by the Native American Guardians Association and are advocating that the team revert back to their prior name of Redskins. So fucking funny. Because here's the thing, right? So my I have two thoughts here, right? So this would not have become a court case if you didn't change the name in the first place. One. Yeah. But then two, then I also feel like, well, America is obviously a very high, like far more litigious than Australia is. Like we have a lot of laws here, but you guys love fucking suing each other. You guys sue over the fucking dumbest shit. And it's like, it's very litigious, but it's also very capitalistic, you know, yeah. and which, which, you know, I have an affinity for. Uh, so I feel like the Washington, like whoever the native American guardians association is, I've never heard of this association. I don't know who they are, what they represent or anything, but yeah. I guarantee you there's at least one Jewish guy there oh, <laughs> who was like, you know what? We can make a little bit of money off of this. Well, yeah, <laughs> I don't really want them to change the name back. That'd be lovely if they did. Imagine chief, spending chief running, chief, of... chief running Bullstein, you know, yeah. <laughs> chief Next running goldsmith. Yeah. And, and and then eventually like just rebranding, renaming, going through it all, and then reverting back to your original name. Wouldn't that be sensational? I think it would be amazing. Like and it'd be great. Because uh, now there's no representation of, well, there was no, uh, let's be of like, American Indians. Yeah, let's let's take an uncynical view of it. I don't remember. There was no lawsuit to change the name from the Redskins in the first. No, no, place. no. Of course not. No, no, no. Because all it was it was it was a whole PR thing. It, it was like, manufactured oh, that's a, outrage. That, yeah, it was. It was the manufactured outrage. Oh, people are offended. What people? Yeah. Well, no, nah, people are. What people? Though? Well, no one's actually offended by the fucking logo. If you dig um, into this conversation and you look at like the various Twitter posts and stuff, you'll actually find that it's a whole bunch of you know Native Americans who are saying. It was you white people. And this, again, Greeno, this is something that I have been saying for years and years and years and years and years and and no one fucking listened to me. It's like, it's not the fucking black people complaining about racism most of the time. It's not Mm -hmm. the Muslims complaining about Islamophobia most of the time. It's not the fucking uh, gay people complaining about homophobia most of the time. Most of the time, it's straight white fucking people who, are, yeah. who who feel like they're they're defending somebody? They feel like they're you know you know guardians of the bear. galaxy yeah. kind of fucking complex. Yeah. They feel like they're saving the world by protecting these other groups from their uh, outrage. But I've worked with everyone. Like I've worked in like the some of the scummiest fucking blue collar jobs that exist on planet Earth, man. Mm-hmm. And I've worked with people from all walks of life, all socioeconomic backgrounds, all fucking cultural backgrounds, all religious backgrounds. And really the, the 90% of them would laugh at white, you know, the white fucking liberal people and say, man, you guys get offended about everything. Like, you, yeah, know, right, yeah. you don't get, we don't give a fuck about that stuff. Like, fuck yeah, yeah. Yeah, you you need about. to relax. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they think it's pathetic. And so this is yet another example of a bunch of white people. Like, you know, when you see those stories and it's like a shopping center has taken down its Christmas uh, decorations because they don't want to offend Muslims. And it's like, 
I have never once heard one Muslim person complain about fucking Christmas decorations. All I, I have seen a bunch of white fucking people complain about Christmas decorations because they think they're offending Muslims. Yeah. Like, that's what I've seen. I've never, never once has a Muslim come up to me and said, I wish you would take those Christmas decorations down. It offends Allah. I've never heard that. But I've heard, yeah. I've had plenty of fucking white people, white, usually non Christian fucking uh, secular people come up to me and say, you know, we really should think about taking down the Christmas decorations. We want to be inclusive and we don't want to offend anybody. And it's like, God, you're fucking pathetic. The people that you think you're protecting are not even offended by the things you're offended against. You know, <laughs> like it's fucking ridiculous. And so this is perfect. This is beautiful. This is like, this is like cosmic justice that's happening here. Where the, the, the actual people that you think you're protecting are coming out and saying, don't fucking protect me. Change it back. Mm -hmm. We like the Redskins. What'd you change it for in the first place? Fuck you, you know? Yep. So fucking nice, Gary. Nice, nice Gary. Gary. Well, that, that's a nice little segue uh, going off that to our next one. Uh, the, the whole uh, vote yes, vote no to the voice uh, oh, in Kamal. Australia. Yes, Kamal. Well, not just Kamal. Uh, like you talk about, uh, you know, representation and whatnot. I, I see a lot of like, oh, this person saying vote yes, this person saying vote no, this person saying yes. And uh, like going back to the whole like, you know, uh, who do who do I look for for advice on the vote on an Indigenous voice and change the Constitution? Missy Higgins and Jimmy Barnes. <laughs> Jimmy yes. Barnes, the same Jimmy Barnes who is uh, <laughs> who's a recovering alcoholic yet was getting paid five years ago to do wild turkey commercials. That Jimmy Barnes? Yes. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm voting yes. Uh, yeah, I'm going to ta take my social cue. Now, Jimmy, Gar Jimmy Barnes, yeah. don't get me wrong, amazing Amazing singer, love him as a singer, but again, like he was, uh, he's he's done all these fucking things about like how he recovered from alcoholism, yet still took the cash to promote wild turkey, <laughs> fucking yeah. bourbon bread. So come, please, gotta get on it. Like, yeah. uh, what are we it. taking? I'm not going to take moral cues from that guy. Fuck you, yeah. you know. 100%. What do you know, mate? <laughs> uh, um, so that that amused me. But uh, what the, what's happening now with the the media campaign is yeah, how many celebrities can we get on board? Yeah. to a yes or a no vote, and uh, the. The project, which is very much pushing the the vote yes agenda. God, has um, the project fallen since the original Rove days, where it was kind of fun? You know, it's... it was yeah. The way that show originally started, it was kind of amusing, it was entertaining, it was beefing. Now it's nothing but cross promotion and agendas. It's yeah, it's like it's, it's been so politicized advert. for so long. Originally, yeah. it was just like let's make fun of everyone and who gives a fuck, and we'll have a lighthearted jab at the news kind of thing. Yeah, it was a lighthearted take on the news. It had yeah. Husey and uh, Charlie Pickering, I think, and Carrie Bickmore originally, and some other comedian. But it was like a couple of comedians and a former newsreader, and they, yeah, it was it was more of a fun chat about the news. Now it's just yeah, whatever this is. Um, but they were very excited because they're pushing the yes vote, and then uh, apparently Kamal, who Kamal. once again, and no, Kamal, you mispronounced it, Greeno. You know, it's it's pronounced Kamal. 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 <laughs> Kamal has not had uh, released a song Kamal. in like forty-five years, Doesn't but matter. somehow Kamal is still considered an Australian icon. He is, and that's all well and good. So they were they were excited. Like we got to get he's, Kamal. He's an Australian citizen now, isn't he? Like, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's like, we got to get Kamal on the show, and then that'll help like prop up the voice, uh, the vote yes thing. And then, unfortunately, with live TV, sometimes it doesn't always go to plan. Let's have a look. Okay, so wait. I think before we look at, okay. I think before we look at this, let's look at this from 2007, all right? 
This is okay. Kamal. Now, you and I, Greeno, know Kamal from Hey Hey It's Saturday, I think. That's yeah. where we first know. Now, if you're from out of town, you're not going to know who the fuck Kamal is, which is fair enough. Now, Kamal was an Indian immigrant, like India. Uh, Malaysian, in, wasn't he? Is he Malaysian? Yeah. Okay, wherever the fuck he's from. So he's an immigrant into Australia, and he became, like, famous here as a singer. He's got a very silky – well, he did have a very oh, silky voice. Yeah, yeah. voice. And he became famous here by going on a show called Hey, Hey, It's Saturday, right, where he, he and John Farnham used to do a lot of stuff. Now, John Farnham has come out and said, well, uh, I'm pro, you know, uh, the yes vote for the – it's a very boring kind of political thing, but the constitutional recognition, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. If you want to look into it, look into it. If you don't want to, I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, you know, I recommend. I, I respect not, that, not yeah, because yeah. there really is a lot of bullshit surrounding it yeah. either way. It doesn't even matter which way you want to vote. They're both lying to you. So, yeah. uh, you know, at the end, just go in and draw a dick on the fucking vote. Dick and balls. Dick and that's, balls uh, on the thing. As, as you do. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll look. Truth be told, here, hand on heart, I'm going to vote no, and it's got nothing to do with the issue. It's 100% to do with the fact that I don't trust any politician to make any change to the Constitution. Where even if the Constitution is flawed, I don't think you're smarter than the guys who wrote it. So I'm not going to give you the power to change anything. To change it. So fuck you. You know, like until you prove yourself worthy of that kind of responsibility, then my answer is no. And it doesn't even matter what the issue is. Like you could be writing, you could be asking for a constitutional change to fucking change like you know, a 10 cent tax or so like, I'm not giving it to you. I don't care. Like anything you want to change in the constitution, the answer yeah. is no. There's an, there's an agenda somewhere behind this That's right. that, I, that I'll eventually find out about and I don't want to know about. That's it. I don't trust you. So the answer no. is no. And it doesn't matter which party is proposing the change. Mm -hmm. Honestly, it doesn't matter if it's the left or the right. My answer yeah. is always going to be no, because you're all fucking scumbags. That's why. So fuck you. Can we My give answer it a is no. Can we do it in a real Australian way? Instead of like yes or no, just give it a yeah, nah. Yeah, nah. <laughs> yeah, nah. <laughs> yeah, nah. Yeah, nah. Yeah. yeah, that that would be actually perfect. You have three options. One yes, two no, three yeah, yeah nah. Yeah, nah. Yeah, nah. <laughs> so we only fall back on the yeah, nahs if it's like a really tight between the yes and the no. Yeah, yeah it's it's like third. I reckon the yeah, nahs would get home. Yeah, well, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's voting here now. So this is, I don't know what this video is. I just Googled Kamal. And so this is from 2007 and it's called Kamal, What is Australia to Me? So this is 2007, Greener. How many years is that? That's a uh, long 16. 16 years ago this came out. Let's have a look. Have a look at Kamal. Hurry up. I want to move this along a bit. You're so impatient, mate. Very impatient. Oh, it's a song. It's a song, yeah. What is Australia to me? The town I live in, the friends that I have found, the people who just came here from nations all around, those who built this country. It's pretty fucking patriotic, honestly. 
It's very, it's vintage. What did you say? Is it 2007? 2007. This, this has got a very 1970s, 1980s vibe to it. Well, everything Kamal did has a 1970s, 1980s vibe. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Really uh, so Kamal. That's the, the silky times. I came to Adelaide the winter of 1953 via... This is Kamal. Perth, but before that on a, a steamship, Asher's Gorgon. It was really cold. I mean, I knew it would be cold, but I didn't, ex I didn't expect to be that cold. The food was so different, and you wouldn't believe what I survived on. They had the belief that raw eggs were good for you. They so still believe that, believe Kamal, I'm sorry to say. two or three years, I lived on a diet of raw eggs, cakes and milk. Initially, the most difficult thing was the cultural change, you know, that suddenly I felt uh, extremely conspicuous. And, uh, and I was you know, basically very shy and insecure. I still can't believe to this day that I had the nerve to stand up and sing. The idea of uh, entertaining came out of sheer desperation, wanting to connect with people. There's, there's Kamal, you. he wants to connect with the people. That's right. Nice, Gary! Absolutely fantastic. And as a result of this, he, he became a, a, a cultural icon here in Australia. He so really did. So they got him on board. They yeah. got him on board here at the project. There, like, yes, there are only gonna... two people that get old ladies wetter than Kamal. One of them would be Daryl Braithwaite, and the second one would be John Farnham. That's it. John Farnham. That's yep. it. They're the, the only ones Farnsy. that make the old ladies moist here in this yeah. country. So let's see how Kamal's going to vote on the referendum. You are an important cultural icon in this country. Your words have a profound impact, not just on me, but, but even on our Prime Minister. This is what he said yesterday when he found out you were voting yes. So we have now a, a new term that we've coined today, Kamal Mentum. Oh, OK, well, let's just pause that for a minute. Oh, uh, so that, elbow, mate, mate. That's, that's terrible to begin with, the whole command momentum. Secondly, they're, they're pumped up because they've got a little sound bite from the, the PM. They're like, we need Kamal on. We're going we're gonna to do our little advert. It's all going to be very good. Uh, Kamal's going to talk about how he's on the yes, yes vote, and we're, we're good to go. He's avoiding the NRs. Um, and then Kamal responds with this one. Uh, the yes, the first no was an uninformed decision, and then a yes was a semi-informed decision. And now, 100%, I am well and truly uh, committed to saying no. <laughs> <laughs> nice, Gary. <laughs> so they've just bound him up. He's gone to the icon. His words take a little meeting. I wonder. <laughs> I'm I wonder voting if no. Like yeah. I'm voting, I'm voting now. Now, uh, interesting thought, uh, looking at the old footage there of Kamal. Kamal's actually 88 years of age, believe it or not. Yeah, I, I do believe um, it. He, he, he's yeah. like a Steve Martin kind of character where he's looked like he's 60 he's for 60 like years. He's looked like that for 40 years. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, but if you're asking someone, like, not to go into stereotypes. I want to look at Kamal. I want to find safe, some Kamal on Hey Hey It's Saturday. Please. Safe to say, anyone over the age of, say, 60 would generally probably go uh, towards the the opposite of the non-racist vote, would be yes. my guess. Yes. They've probably picked the wrong man there. Okay. Yeah, you're going to be that hey, hey? Or yeah, I'm looking, for, I'm looking for something from hey, hey. Hey, hey, it's Saturday. All right. Maybe this will do. It's 50 seconds. Hello. Uh, g'day, Daryl. It's lighting here. Is Kamal coming up uh, next, is he? 
Yes, he is. Well, could you ask him to smile so we can see him, all right? <laughs> yes. No. You can't say that today. Now. <laughs> now, see, people say that Australia is a racist country, Greeno. But I wonder where we get that impression. Yeah, but look. Even Kamal is like, ah, oh, no, it's all co. It's like I'm voting no on referendum. You can all fuck off, you know. Like, yeah, because it's really just piss take. Like, it's not, it's not coming from a bad place. Like, it really is just banter for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is what we grew up with: the Kamal of the dark. Thank you, Mr. Kamal. I'm a great fan of yours, and I predict that album will go black. Bomb de Bombay ice cream. No, I know. I know one time you, on before, I, I put the wig on, I blacked up and all that, okay. and we tried you on the chair, but, but nothing like this. This time is a legit Christmas thing for all the mums. Watch it out there. Yeah. Before there was you, I swear I never Nice, Gary. My God, this is this yeah. is the show I grew up watching when I was a little kid with this my family. This was Saturday evening family entertainment. This was family, yeah, family entertainment for us. Not even that long ago, like in the mid nineties, you know. Yeah, later. Yeah, it was around seventies, eighties, and nineties, and then had a revival. I, look, I, I remember. No, I was ten years old at least. So I, you know, early mid nineties, I was watching um, Hey Hey It's Saturday for family entertainment. You know. Yeah. Yeah. That's what so, I'm saying. It went to like the year 2000 and then disappeared yeah. for a few years and then came back as like a revival. Yeah. Um, <laughs> family entertainment. There we go. Why are people so unkind? Why are people so unkind? Uh, what are we going to look at now? But so, even, but that's the thing, despite all of this, <laughs> right? But despite what you saw there, Kamal is still yeah. saying no. Saying no. Yeah. Because you know what? Because no, it's uh, it's an uninformed decision. It's an uninformed decision. Yeah. So, yeah. Fucking love Kamal. God bless Kamal, Greeno. Well done. Absolutely fantastic. I wanted to bring this story to your attention. Bit of puppy love. Bit of puppy love. Now, because I know that you've uh, recently come into the dog family. So welcome aboard, by the way. Nice, Gary. Happy to have you in the dog family. As you know, I'm a dog guy. We've got a couple mm-hmm. of doggos here. Donkeys, as you call them. The donkeys, yeah. The donkeys, they're pretty big. Uh, and I thought this was interesting. A prominent Australian crocodile expert and senior researcher has pleaded guilty to dozens of charges of animal cruelty against dogs, including bestiality, Greeno. Adam, Adam Robert Corden Britton. Now, anyone who's got four names, you should instantly be wary of. I That's think. a concern. Yeah. Mm. He pleaded guilty to 56 charges in the Northern Territory Supreme Court on Monday, including, listen to this, Greeno, the rape and murder of animals and accessing and transmitting child abuse material. Now, interestingly enough, the rape and the murder of the animals must have been so bad that it's actually taking, like, the, the lead. That's the lead, yeah. <laughs> child abuse material. He was also like a pedophile, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the 56 dogs. Yeah, that was pretty awful. In the head. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Britain was arrested by NT police in uh, April 2022, following uh, uh, the prominent crocodile expert and academic tortured and sexually exploited more than 42 dogs, Greeno. Is also a rugby league player by chance? <laughs> <laughs> nice, Gary! 
But we brushed this background, just checking. <laughs> Did he play for the Roosters at one point? Yeah, maybe. You never know. You never know. So there you go. Puppy love, huh? Puppy love, yeah. So a zoologist. I wonder, I, I, I doubt he ever got charged with raping and torturing a crocodile, though. I'm yeah, because that's I, I only saw yeah, the, the headline. I actually didn't read the blurb above it. So crocodile I this expert, had, had to, yeah. So I thought this dude had, like, shacked up with a crocodile. And I'm like, look, if that's the, if you're willing to take that risk. You earn it, man. Uh, you, you've earned it. Like, you Getting a blowjob from a crocodile. I mean, yeah. God bless you. you know? God bless you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a gamble. But, you know, love is love. Hey, th- <laughs> the thrill is the kill, you know. like so, Exactly. Yeah. If I mean, if you can <laughs> rape a crocodile and, and fucking, you know, I wouldn't even put him in prison. I'd probably give him a fucking medal, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do a TV show about him. The Americans would love it. Yeah. Um, we've got a bit of puppies and babies, sir. What do we got? Who's the puppy? You sent through a bit of uh, a bit of positive gear. No, 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 that one. There you go. Oh, this one. Oh, yeah. No, I did like this. Uh, unfortunately, it was just before we lost uh, in the prelim, but mm-hmm. I thought this was quite nice. Uh, there's, one more, there's one more bit of news that we probably, probably need to know. Where's our skipper? Toby Green. There's something about locker rooms, Greeno, that if you announce that you are, like, it's a very blokey environment, isn't it? The locker room, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. When you're in a footy team. And if you announce that your boys can swim, like it's like everyone's fucking on board. Everyone's yeah, over the moon, popping, yeah. popping champagne. Because it's like it's one of our babies too, you know. Oh, I think I heard in the background, "You fucking beauty." That was that was you solid. fucking beauty. So yeah. that, that was just a bit of selfish stuff from me. I didn't I didn't think it would make it onto the show, but that was just a bit of selfish. I kind of like. It's that. not often we put as you refer to it wholesome content in in the yeah. program. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, not nice to have it there. Well done to to Toby and his his wife partner whatever it may be yeah girlfriend um, i think currently girlfriend there you go yep. smart yeah don't don't don't, don't lock, lock it down, down yet yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you never know what if the kids are retard you know you might want to <laughs> check out of there what, what, what if the kid was i'm the sure you I'm can sure afford the child out. support you know with the right, contract you'll be all right. yeah you'll be all right you'll be all right <laughs> so there we go bit of red toby um Damo, we we spent a lot of time uh throughout season twenty one to forty one maybe mm. talking about baseball. Um oh, yeah, didn't and, we? and we thought we'd seen the the best and the worst of baseball over the course of the ashes this year, but um I gotta give a tip of the hat to, to one Ben Stokes who's he's no, taken advertising and and kind of pl- plugging material this, to, this is, to baseball heights. This actually this actually legitimately enraged me. Like I, I was so fucking angry when I read this, and I thought, "You pathetic ginger fucking cunt!" Like yeah. they, they, those were the the words that were flashing through my head. Pathetic yeah. cockroach bottom feeder. Yeah, know? because we had to live through like England claiming the moral ashes when they mm-hmm. when they really everyone who watches cricket knows that England cheat more than any other fucking country. All right. Yeah. They do. They fucking do. But they always play the victim, and which is just so fucking enraging. And he, here we are yet again. And I thought, oh, this is fucking perfect. This is like the cherry on the fucking cake for mm-hmm. me. Like, look at this shit. In support of mental health. So this is the England cricket captain. In support of mental health, 
I want to share how a hair transplant uh, transplant with Wimpole Clinic boosted my confidence. Nice, Gary. Boosted my confidence, Greeno. Yeah. The results were astounding. I highly recommend Wimpole Clinic for anyone considering this procedure. See my story. And then he's got hashtag mental health, hashtag hair transplant. What a <laughs> fucking flog. What a fucking flog. At least when our cricket stars um, were advertising for advanced hair studios, Warney and Greg Matthews, they didn't take the whole mental health approach like oh look yeah. i'm protecting mental health no, no no they were like hey if you want to ride jet skis and get hand jobs from women get the fucking hair See, transplant yeah, yeah, that's the fly. way we advertise yeah. hair transplants in this fucking country yeah. you Not fucking flog yeah yeah <laughs> you pathetic <laughs> you fucking pathetic bottom feeding fucking flog the way we advertise it here is Greg Matthews on a fucking jet ski going, yeah, yeah, baby. Yeah. Fucking look at all the girls who love, who, look at all the girls who want to suck my dick now That's it. because You're I've got hair. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> in England, in England, they get their cricket scars, stars to go, I was so depressed until I got yeah. a hair transplant. Transplant. Fuck fucking off. pathetic. Yeah. You fucking flog. You yeah. fucking bottom feet. This enraged me when I saw it's this. Like... What a fucking flog, Greeno. And look, and you know what enraged me further? Look at the comments. That It's all just love, all right? To be fair, he's right. Seeing your hair fall does cause a great amount of stress, worry, and especially helplessness, Greeno. Signed, Jimmy from the Walpone Clinic. <laughs> Top man, Ben. But did you really need the transplant? Okay, that's a good one. Mental health advice plus promo, my goat. <laughs> nice, Gary. Oh, praiser, praiser, bolter, praiser. Look, There's a little, a little look at this guy. There, Damo. Look at this fucking guy. Mm. What is going on here? I don't know what's going on there. He needs a, he needs a hair transplant. That'll, that'll cheer him up. Yeah. It, it, it was, in the words of the great Shane Warne, advanced hair, yeah, yeah, someone put in the chat. So fantastic. Nice, Gary. Yeah, what, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, uh, fucking pathetic fucking, what a bottom feeding fucking flog. You know, I'm going to take this hair transplant fucking promo, but I'm also going to intertwine it with I want to I want to protect people's mental health. Mental health, yeah. Like, that's fucking. That is just bottom feeding stuff, man. That like that actually makes me physically fucking ill. That's the captain, though. That's the captain. That's so the yeah. Like, the moral the moral victor of the ashes. Moral, that's right. There yeah. he is, folks. There he As is. A man. The guy who's cashing in on your uh, lack of confidence because you're going bald. The guy mm -hmm. who's cashing in on that promo by hashtagging, I just want to protect your mental health. What a fucking pathetic cunt. <laughs> Fuck him. And I, you know me, Green. I've actually been the one, like, out of the two of us, who's actually been pretty pro-Ben Stokes up until now. Yeah. Like, I've been the one that's like, you know what? Ben Stokes doesn't have the best stats, but he's kind of like a heart and soul player. So... You know, he's, his heart's in the right place and he, he's, you know, he's fucking dogged and he's a good cricketer. Well, his, heart, his heart's broken from all the mental health struggles. Though. Well, because of his hair, yeah. His hair, it's falling I didn't even so. know he was going bald, did you? He's not. No. no I think he just fall, Just took the cash, Greeno, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just took the fucking cash. It's precautionary. Yeah. Precautionary, <laughs> precautionary cash deal. 
uh, yeah. to protect people's mental health. And get, yeah. By the way, get a health, get a hair transplant if your confidence is down. Yeah, yeah, that's not, a good not, fucking lesson. Not kind of like speak to a professional, you know, get some get some psychological assistance, get on the meds, maybe. It's not. Uh, well, hey, Jesus. why not? Why not just shave your head and get on with life too? Yeah, you can do that. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking flog, you fucking pathetic flog. You can do it's that too. Hey, it's a point. Well, yeah, well, let's let's hold on. Yeah, uh, we we haven't uh, cut to the summer yet, where the Aussie cricketers get to do their promos. Oh God, what, can you remember imagine? Last season, yeah. you had Paddy who was doing the Gillette ads. That may be this year's promo. Gil- now Gillette, uh, Gillette, I'll let slide because shave it off. Hunter was doing Gillette ads back in the day. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a, that's a time on a tradition, the Gillette ads. Like, the Gillette, yeah, it's always the Australian cricket captain's got to be there for it the is, Gillette ads. Yeah. The um, best, but, but the, what's the tagline for Gillette, Greener? Yeah, the Gillette, best the a best man, man can get. get. And what's the tagline for Ben Stokes? Oh, if you feel sad, get a hair transplant. <laughs> <laughs> fucking flog. <laughs> you fucking flog. Here in this country, we shave our heads with Gillette because yeah. <laughs> it's the best a man can get. Exactly. <laughs> you fucker. Oh uh, god, it made the, me it made me hate him when I saw that. It you really can hate did. him, but let's 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 I'm gonna cheer you up here, sir. All right, what uh, you got? with a stat man to end the show. A little stat man. Uh, oh, now getting to the juicy end of the baseball season. We've mm. got uh three regular season games left. Uh technically four if you Miami because they get stitched up hard today. They fucking put the game into a rain delay in the top of the ninth. Who's winning the World Series? Atlanta. Really? So, B.E., yeah. you'll be happy. He's a Braves he, fan, isn't he? He is. Uh, you know the thing about baseball, man. It's a bit of a crapshoot. But if you're going, who is the best team this year? It's the Braves by a long way. Um, but it's luck way, on the day and the combos that you have and which yeah, pitcher is just, pitching and who hits pitcher, well. Yeah, and, yeah, who's hot. Like, sometimes you just have a batter who just gets on fire. I think that's probably on... why I've never really got into baseball. It's the fa- there's There is far too much... And look, I love, like, I'm an AFL fan, so obviously I love mm. chaos, but I love chaos contained within one game, you know? Yeah. And so if you can control the chaos, then you become the best team. But in baseball, yeah. I always, baseball to me, as a non-baseball, like, fan, like obviously I, I'll watch highlights and stuff. Um, I want the A's to go well, even though they're terrible all the time, but I can't. Well, they set a record for the uh, the most most games lost by an Oakland A's team ever. Well, you year. know, yeah. So well done. Give well, so, but I love an underdog, so, you know, that's, yeah. that that even bodes even better for me next season, you know. Like, yeah. Okay, so, you know, I'm happy I'm happy to hang my hat on the A's fucking uh, coat hanger, you know. Um, but and I have done for many years. But I, f- baseball for me is like horse racing in that, there are so many horses and there's so many stats and there's so many things to keep track of that it's just like a kind of numbers soup to me. Like, And I don't know who's good and who's not most of the time. Like, again, I'll watch the highlights and I know what a good pitcher looks like and I know yep. what a good hitter looks like, you know, and I know what good fielding looks like. I know those kind of basics. That's what when, you need to watch. But, when you, you get into, but when you get into the nitty-gritty of it, it's like hmm. – Man, you know, it's like you, you're a baseball fan. Baseball fans to me are like guys who really like horse racing. And I like betting, but I can't get into horse racing because, like, have you ever talked to a fucking horse racing betting guy? They, they, yeah, it's my, like they're speaking another fucking language. And it's it's like, a completely different language. Oh, yeah, my, it's like, My, my yeah. father-in-law's like, yeah, he's, uh, he's he's big into the horse racing. And, yeah. Oh, they're, they're, they're following yeah. shit that I don't even know exists. You know, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I saw this thing run three weeks ago. It was wet. You know, this is the trainer. 
the other, yeah. you, know, you know, the other ones in the stable. I got a tip on this, and it's like I don't even know what fuck you're talking about. You know, well, I just bet on their name. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm the same. Names and names and colours. Names and colours and numbers. You know, and it's like, yeah, he's running from rail two. He's running from the second, uh, one, you know, the second box today. Second barrier, yeah. Yeah, and but he was he he ran from seven last week, and then last week it was a sloppy ground. This one's a dry ground. He really likes a dry track, and I'm like, how the fuck do you know this? Because oh, I heard the trainer talking about it, you know. It's like, how do you follow all of this stuff to be able to know what's happening in the horse racing world? To me, that's the same thing as baseball. It's like, how do you find the time to be a base? How does anyone find the time to be a baseball fan? Like, oh, this is a genuine question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a Giants fan. Do you uh-huh. do you only know the Giants players, or do you know all of them? Because I know all of them. Now, see, to know all of the players in baseball, there are so yeah. many fucking players in oh, baseball. Look, I can't, I can't it is name so, it is too daunting for me to ever get into it. On every roster. I can't name every every player of every team. But you like, can name, oh, like, the bulk yeah. of them, yeah? I, I could name, you know, with the exception of a few teams, like the A's, I couldn't, I could name maybe two players on that team. Mm. Um but the rest of them, yeah, I could I could name at least half a dozen on every team. Now, see, that's the scary part to me, <laughs> because the amount of time that you would have to invest in baseball to get to the point where you can name half a dozen players on every single team and know yeah. and and then beyond that, know what they do and how they do it and what how their stats it. are. That's that scares me as a yeah, sports see, fan. It's, it's like it's, it's too ones. daunting, it's, it's you picking, know. Picking choosing the information you kind oh, of take mate. in, right? Yeah. So, like, I always have, like, during the workday, I'll have games on in the background, kind of outside, but a lot of it is listening, right? So you kind of pick it most of it up on osmosis, where, like, I'm just hearing stuff and, and whatnot, and I listen to a shit ton of podcasts. So you pick up most of the players and what's kind of happening through there, and there's always, like, four games on at any one time. So you kind of have that on in the background. But and you're you crazy. You, you have four games on at once, or, like, a once yeah. grade. Yeah, once grade. It's yeah. fucking mental. Well, like, how, do you, how do you even know what's going on in four games at once? Like, I don't. Well, I barely you know, know what's happening in one game at once. Because split screen. Because you're watching the you're watching the main one, and then you can't always got like a, a slight glance to the right. And then you, if you see something, if you see a score getting close, you might put that one up on the big screen. That's what I did today. It got juicy in the in the Marlins game. So I was watching uh, Blue Jays v Yanks. So I flip, flipped that one over. Like, oh, I better get Marlins Mets on. And then there was a two run. Two runs scored in the top of the ninth. I thought, oh, yeah, there you go. That's exciting. And then that in the rain delay, so flick that one off, put it's on the Mariners much. game. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's all good. Base, baseball to me, like, I'd, I'd love to be a baseball fan because, I like, you know, we went to the baseball and I enjoyed it. Like, I enjoyed it's it. fun. You said, you said too much time investment. And it is. It is. It's a, it's a, yeah, it really is. Like, to become yeah. a baseball fan, I feel like I'd have to give up every other sport to, and just watch baseball. Not, I'm not ready to do that. It's not far off, to be fair. Hence, I haven't yeah. watched much footy this year. Yeah. Um, so rather just watch you actually games. did reveal that you've actually watched more AFL this year than you have rugby league. Is that true? Nah, I was BE. I was BE, but you've watched more AFL finals than you've watched NRL finals, haven't you? No, I only watched the Giants game. That was it. Hey, yeah, but that's uh, what NRL finals have you watched? I watched the Raiders game and then I watched. Oh no, actually it's a tie. I watched the Raiders game. <laughs> okay. Well, that's fuck all. Yeah. In week one, so yeah, I watched one and one effectively. I watched the, I watched both grand finals on the weekend. I just Broncos, I mate. Broncos are back in. Yeah, Broncos are back in. Uh, they got a good shot. Actually, no, I lied. I did watch their game last week, and they absolutely. I, and I turned it off. Yeah. But I turned it off halfway through the game. They dusted <laughs> them. Like, yeah. 
how often do you turn off a final halfway through the grand final qualifier? I'm like, it's an interesting. Two minutes to go. It's an, in- don't go as I went it's an it interesting one for my dear old mum, who's now in her eighties. Um, mm-hmm. As you know, Greeno, a really like strong Broncos fan and has been since the beginning. Raised mm-hmm. me to be a Broncos fan and a Queensland yeah. fan, even though I was like kind of born in New South Wales and raised in Western Sydney. You still um, haven't even been to Queensland. Uh, no, no, uh, no, no, no. I was born in I was born in New in country New South Wales, but I lived in Queensland until I was about four, and that's when yeah. we moved to uh, you know where you and I met in yeah. that particular suburb. Uh, but but yeah, so for four years I was a Queenslander, but I was okay. raised by a Queenslander, like yeah, uh, and well, an immigrant who then was a Queenslander when she was first, a Queenslander when yeah. she first moved here. She lived in Queensland, and so she's still a very strong Broncos supporter. So even Makes in, sense. Her, in, in her eighties, she still watches the Broncos. Now now I don't even watch the Broncos because I'm an AFL fan. I watch the Giants, yeah. you know, in the AFL. And um, but the other thing is that she fucking hates Penrith, like with a passion. Oh, this is perfect for her then. Yeah, so I'm actually going to give my dear old mum a call tomorrow and just see how she's going, you know. Like, yeah. So are you ready for this? Because the Broncos are playing Penrith, and that's never happened before in a grand final. These two teams have never played each other. Correct. And I don't hate Penrith, clearly. Um, you know, I've grown up in Penrith my whole life. So if mm. the Broncos were out of the comp tomorrow, I'd be a Penrith fan, you know, because yeah. this is my home. This is where I've lived my whole life. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't – I have – actually, I have a big soft spot for Penrith. and But Penrith has actually won – what three grand finals in a row is it? Or they're going for their third so, in a row? Yeah, they're going for three Pete and they've been in four straight grand finals. So they've played so they, so they lost the first one and then lost won the, first the next one, two. And then won the next two and then obviously playing in this one. So yeah. they got the chance to be the first team to go three in a row since the Jack Gibson coached Eels of the eighties. Oh, Gibbs on, Greeno. Yeah, Gibbs on. Pierce off out Gibbs on. Pierce off. Um Pierce off Jack Gibbs on. <laughs> um, <laughs> Nice, Gary. <laughs> I saw this saw this picture uh, earlier today where they were saying the last man to coach a, a team to, to three grand finals was, was uh, wearing this coat, your move, Ivan. And it was Jack Gibson in like a fur coat. Oh, fantastic. Around the footy traps, like a vintage Jack Gibson old school photo. Fuck um, yeah. I was like, oh, that's that's the good old days yeah. with Jack Gibson there. That's the good old days. Fucking um, did we end up doing this stat, man? I don't think we did. Let's quickly do this one because it's a good one. Um, Another stat, man? Brewers... I'm a stat huh? man. Oh, shout out, by the way. Uh, Irrational Times joining us in the chat, Greeno. Irrational Times. Oh, yeah, welcome. Yeah, who who did the uh, the song that we play all the time, the Pessy song. So That's right. And did the Daily Boogie song too. It's good to see you, man. It's, uh, it's been a while since I've seen many of those guys like Irrational Times because uh, obviously with the kid being born, um, you know, I just haven't been on the internet a lot in the last year. Exactly. So less time on the net. Yeah, Rational Times, Joy of Pessy, Greeno, uh, Revenge of the Cis Guys. JJ Stoner actually was in hospital and stuff. I don't know if you Oh, know. that's no good. Yeah, I don't I don't I'm not quite sure what happened to him, but I messaged him and I said, Oh man, I hope you get well soon and stuff because like I, I someone told me, like, oh, by the way, JJ's really sick. And I'm like, fuck really? And I and then I felt guilty because I haven't been on the internet that much. And I was like, oh fuck. You know, JJ Stone has been sick. I love JJ. He's a great guy. So, if he's still alive, yeah. If he's still alive, get well soon. Yeah. Uh, If he's dead, commiserations. Commiserations. We'll see you okay. He'll appreciate Um, that, by the way, if he's still alive. I think. Yeah. He'll he'll, he'll (laughs) laugh. Obviously, it's in jest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, As if he's imagine being on your deathbed and like I'm going to listen to minute 
112 of season 54. He wouldn't listen. He wouldn't listen to this much of this show to get exactly. to that moment. No yeah. one's getting through to someone, this Someone will clip it, though, and go, look at this prick, Boogie Bumper. Yeah. He fucking hates you, bro. Look yeah, at what he's guys. saying. Yeah, look at uh, these yeah, cruel-hearted cunts. Yeah. Fuckwits. But he, he, he's, a, he's a good enough guy that I'm I'm confident in saying that, and I know he'll never believe it. So, yeah, so um, it doesn't matter. I can, the, I can be funny. Memory. Like he was part of the, the Boogie Boogie Bumper birthday, birthday show. Birthday show. Yeah, he was. Yeah, Irrational Times is there. Irrational Times. Pessy, Joy and Pessy. Yeah, JJ Stoner. Yeah. Pessy's still doing his thing. I think he's on Rumble these days. Still doing his. Yeah, he's on Rumble. He still does. He, he, I saw he did a. He was talking about some DVDs that he purchased recently. He did a twelve-hour uh, show the other day. He does like yeah. I forget yeah. what he calls it. That's uh, Burgerathon, isn't it? Yes. Something like that. Yeah, something like that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, three Love films Joy there. Pessy. Yeah. yeah, Pessy's the man. Yeah. Um, we need to get him on again. We need, we need to get, get him back. back. I was just about to say that. Maybe season fifty. Yeah. Well, what are we up to? Season 48? Yeah, I think we're season 48. 47, so a couple, yeah. couple more weeks off and, yeah. and Pessy, we'll get, we'll get him we'll back get him on back board. on. Well, it is. We only tend to, we only do tend to get him on in daylight savings time because... Yeah, it works out better for everyone. And yeah, that's next exactly. week, so that works out good. Yeah. And it's always good to get him around like just before Christmas sort of thing. Yeah. We always normally get Pessy on around November. Oh, you so. know what? I'll reach out to Pessy and see what he's doing and say, hey, do you want to come on? Just do Beautiful. a little thing. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Get Pessy on. Nice, Gary. Nice, Gary. Gary. Um, I'm going to do the stat, man. Uh, so the the Milwaukee Brewers secured a, a playoff spot throughout the course of the week, and the in over 120 years, only one position player pitched the final inning of a game. The team won their got their playoff spot, and that man was this boy Rowdy Tellez. So nice, Gary, and stat man to Rowdy Tellez being the man on the mound and they secured victory. A position player pitching never happened before until this week. Fantastic stuff. That's all couldn't, I got. Couldn't care less, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. Yeah, but check out, that, check out this motherfucker. Some motherfucker named Rowdy. I like him. Rowdy. Yeah. Well, anyone with a name of Rowdy. I don't know. It's worth Big, a view. It's worth exactly. a mention. Uh, Big even, thumbs up. Actually, I'd respect him more if he was terrible with a name like Rowdy. You reckon? Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah. No, no, no. He's, he's His name's Rowdy. He's really shit at what he does, but we keep him around because he's got we a cool name. Yeah. He's got a cool name. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> exactly. Um, that's it. I, I got nothing else. That's it. We're done, are we? We're done. No more stories? No stories. Okay. Well, well it's a big uh, weekend for us. I got, I got a fridge to plug back in. Yeah, you better plug, <laughs> plug your fridge back <laughs> in. Uh, you, I didn't have to remind you in the end, did I? No, I remembered. You remembered. All good. Uh, if you uh, missed that, go weekend. back to the start of the show when it sounded like Greeno was doing his uh, part of the show from yeah from the inside of a you know a Panzer tank. You know? Yeah, it was a top gun. <laughs> we uh. we discovered that the fridge is fucking loud wherever the it's fuck. It's very loud. Uh. He, he was broadcasting from inside the fridge, I think. Yeah. You find. Or at least had the microphone right up against the fucking right compressor. Right on the fridge, yeah. yeah. I thought that's the way to get the best audio, have the <laughs> microphone in the fridge. It's yeah, the most soundproof. So I'm glad we sorted that out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> big sports weekend. Um, are we going to do a show next week? What's next week? So, Next week there's nothing on. Next week? No, next week is Bathurst, Green. Right? Next is next week Bathurst? Well, that's that's a bit of a kick in the dick then because that's, well, that's bad. I don't like that. Why? I love well, because uh, that's that's my that's the four games of baseball day. Oh, so, so you're not going to miss. You're not going to watch Bathurst, are you? Well, I'm, yeah, I'm going to be up at three in the morning to watch four straight back-to-back yeah. games from four a.m. to four p.m. So 
Ah, gee, that's 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 a bad that's bad timing. That. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know if it's fair to say that I'm a little bit more of a motorsports fan than you. Not much, but. I no, think... no, you're definitely, yeah, definitely more into motorsports than I. Yeah. Normally, like, yeah, I haven't really been able to get much into it this year. Um, but yeah, bass are you always got to have on. You you, know, yeah, all... even if you don't even watch all of it, like I am the kind of guy no, that will sit down. I I will watch all of it. Like I'll yeah, I'll sit there from fucking you know ten o'clock and well, not even ten o'clock. I think the coverage starts on Thursday when they start doing like Thursday the... and yeah, because six a.m. I, yeah, I really yeah, it's seven thirty actually on Thursday yeah. it starts. And it's like all the support rounds, so you'll have like the old, you know, vintage cars running around and other like classes and stuff. I just love watching all that stuff. Um, That's good. It's just yeah, it just falls into the fact that like, yeah. I should yeah, hang out with my kids at some point. Yeah, uh, I, I, in between I, the four, I'm lucky yeah, that my kid is still in that age. And, I'm lucky yeah. that my kid is still at an age where she doesn't really, um, you know, she's really not affected by neglect yet. You know. Mm-hmm. Just put her in a pen and put something on a laptop and yeah, she'll figure it out. Everyone's a winner. Yeah. As long as someone's oh, yeah. not biting her on the face at like a yeah, day. Yeah, she's all right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you're right. Big sports weekend this weekend, big sports weekend next weekend. Yeah. And then after that. So let's get your tip. Quiet. Let's get your tips for both grand finals. I'm going pies and broncos, Greeno. Uh, I am also going pies and broncos. Nice Gary. Nice yeah. Gary. Broncos looked good last week, and yeah, Pies. I think. Oh, actually, no, I'm changing. I'm going to go Lions. Lions. Yeah. yeah. This is actually legitimately like the first. Both of these grand finals are a flip of a coin. It yes. Doesn't happen. Exactly. Like, yeah. I have no really strong favorite. Heavy favorite, yeah. but I'm like, I could see either of these teams in both codes winning. So yeah, I'm, um, I'm tipping purely based on who I want to win rather than who I think will win because I don't know who will win. I don't. Yeah. I don't have a. I think this team will win opinion on either of them. So, mm. um, the the thing that sways me towards the Panthers in the NRL is the fact that they're just so experienced at winning grand finals. Like they're going for their third in a row. They uh, are, but they've lost a few players. I think Brisbane have got the attacking X factor. Oh, I don't know. It's it's gonna who's, be, yeah, who's, this, gonna be who's this Brisbane fullback that they're all pulling their dicks over? Oh, uh, Reese Walsh. The, yeah, we the did young a, we guy. did a segment on him last year where he got busted with the sniffy sniffy. Ah, oh, just I, I like him even more. No. Yeah, but then he embarrassed himself a little bit today where uh, he abused some kid uh, in the, like, parade. Did he really? And said he'd do something to his mum or something, a very childish insult. Well, Uh, he is pretty young, isn't he, this kid? Yeah, he's only, like, 22, maybe, 20, 22. Um, Yeah, he's young, but he's he's a bit of a douchebag. He's kind of unlikable, but Uh, uh, he's also very talented, so, you know. Well, we... Well, then we like him, don't we? And you like him, yeah. It's our roles. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going. I'm going pies and Broncos, not for any, um, you know, not for any trend or any uh, form, but just mm-hmm. for the fact that I wouldn't be upset if either of those teams won. So. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Well, there you go. Hot tips. Hot Get tips. Cash on. Yep. Big event, um, <laughs> Greener. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us, everyone in the chat, by the way. Uh, Irrational Times, Amberlina, good to see you. Karen sent me flaccid. Thanks for joining us. Good to see you. We'll be back next week, Friday night, same time, same bat channel, Groner. Will we be back next week? Are we doing Friday next week? We'll be back next week. Yeah, there's no okay. more footy on. We'll so, all right. So, we'll do next week, and then what? It's the next season after that. Well, well then the week after, surely one of us will get sick and we'll, we'll miss that. Well, yeah, I've barely, I've barely been well you know, yeah. in the time that we've been off. But anyway, uh, <laughs> thanks for joining See. us. See you See next you time. See you guys next week. Bye-bye.
We'll always be bosom buddies, friends, sisters, and pals. We'll always be bosom buddies. If life should reject you, there's me to protect you. If I say that your tongue is vicious, if I call you uncouth, it's simply that who else but a bosom buddy will sit down and tell. 